Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free Monday edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And we're not just here on Mondays. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday as well. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Ladies and gentlemen, help me in welcoming you guys to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. girls how are you thanks so much for being here tonight you love me you're so sweet Shh, my wife's here tonight hi boys and girls thanks for being here this is uh, a surprise quite frankly um, this whole thing has been a surprise the Ralph report is is it's a new invention it just started in January and here we are in September and doing our first Ralph Report live in front of a live audience. This is very exciting. Um, I just want to take this opportunity, since it's the first time we're talking face-to-face. Usually, uh, you're in your car probably when you're listening to me or uh, taking a shit or doing whatever it is you do when you listen to me. Um, But we're face-to-face now, and, you know, it's not a secret that I lost my job last year in November. And, right? What the fuck were they thinking? Thank you, Enabler. I appreciate that. Um, that was from you? Thank you so much. Um, and, and when it happened, I turned to my wife and I said, well, I'm unemployed. What are we going to do now? And she rejected my idea of me being a pimp. And so I thought, <laughs> selfish. And I said, I have to start doing something. I've got to create a, a show of my own somehow. And the idea for the Ralph Report was born. I said, maybe the folks who have followed me on uh, radio all those years and on Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Smith, maybe, just maybe, they'd be interested enough in what I'm doing to tune in uh, five days a week and and spend some time with me. And you guys showed up in such a big way. I really appreciate it. And I want to say thank you to everybody for doing that. So tonight is a thank you to you from me and also a thank you to all the people who make this show possible because it started off being just me by myself talking into a microphone and it was very sad. It was, I was was unshaven and often just in a ratty old bathrobe and I did a lot of rocking back and forth. Yeah, definitely, definitely out of a job. Yeah, uh-oh, uh-oh, no income, yeah. It was like Rain Man. And uh, little by little, I I started to sober up, and I shaved, and we started building this show slowly. And tonight is the culmination of all my friends and family who have gathered together who make up the cast and crew of The Ralph Report, and you're going to get to meet them all tonight for the first time. Not all. There's a few players who won't be here tonight because it's a little past their bedtime. Uh, our little one, Olivia, who does, of course, Livy at the movie. She has her own movie review segment on the show. Uh, she got some fan mail today. She was very excited by 
Uh, she wanted to be here, but she couldn't be here. And of course, Reggie the Wonder Dog also could not be here tonight. Um, but one of them sent along a little video to say hi to you. Here, here it is. Hi, this is Reggie the Wonder Dog, and you're listening to The Ralph Report. Oh, thank you, Reggie. I appreciate that. It was easier to get Reggie to make a video than it was my kid today. So, um, tonight's show is going to be pretty much what you hear on The Ralph Report. We're going to do our usual segments. We're going to take a look at the showbiz news. Our UK correspondent, Steve Ashton, is actually in the house. Um... We're going to find out what Eddie said wrong this week, which will be interesting. We're going to have a lot of fun, and so uh, we might as well get things started. Um, this next gentleman, when everyone started uh, emailing in and saying, you know, we love you, and it's, uh, it's nice to hear you sad and alone by yourself on the show, but maybe if you had someone to talk to, it wouldn't be so depressing. And I said, yeah, maybe they're right. So I thought, I said, who could I bring in uh, to sit in the second chair who would be uh, fun and dependable and personable and a blast to hang out with? And that guy was not available. So then I went to, <laughs> I went to my friend Eddie Pence and I said, Eddie, would you like to be part of the Ralph Report? And he said, fuck no. And, and I said, I'll throw you a couple bucks. Why about that? And he said, all right, in that case. Uh, he is, he's a good friend. He has been embraced by the Garmy, and I appreciate how well you guys treat him. Please put your hands together for our vice host, Mr. Eddie Pence. Have a seat, sir. It's going well. How are you? I got to get rid of that. Hey, what's going on? Eddie! Eddie! Yeah, all the sound effects are here tonight. Eddie! Yeah. I fucking hate that so much. Would you like some help with that? No. Don't put it there. I get, it's for your wife. Yeah. She, she'll leave me again <laughs> if she gets that. That's what I'm saying. Uh, anyway, uh, Mr. Pence, um, it's first of all, yeah. thanks so much for everything you've brought to the show, and thanks <laughs> for being here tonight. No, you Thank did. Thank you. I... You're, you're a, you, you've been a, a tried-and-true uh, sidekick, and, and it's a guy who I can count on, and that, those are few and far between, so thanks, thanks for being Ralph. here, Thank man. Thank you Appreciate for it. bringing me in on this. this no, was, it's a blast. Um, I had a sad life before. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hey, we don't have to do this individually. We don't have time, <laughs> but I, after the show, I'll say hi to every single one yeah, of you. Yeah, by the way, we are doing a big meet-and-greet yeah. in the bar after the show, so if you guys want to come in and take pictures or say hi, whatever, we'll meet you in the bar, and... Uh, I will be leaning by the, by the end of the show, but if you want to come and prop me up, I'll take a picture, and I promise not to drool. Uh, we're going to do our, the usual stuff we do on the show. We're going to take a look at the entertainment news, of course. Yeah. We, uh, we've got holiday or holiday coming up also. A lot of holidays today. But first, I want to get a little something off my chest. Oh, no. Um, this fucking cartoon, Ziggy. Are you familiar with Ziggy? <laughs> Uh, Ziggy is a cartoon that has been around for 50 years. And it's never been funny, not fucking <laughs> once. And the guy, Tom Wilson, uh, drew it and drew it and drew it and made a shit ton of money off Ziggy, and then he died. And I said, finally. <laughs> and then his son, Tom Wilson Jr., took over, and it lived on. Fucking Ziggy wouldn't die. And it... I don't know why it bothers me so much, but it does. It makes me insane that this thing still exists. Did, uh, yesterday's Ziggy 
Well, first of all, let me get this out of my system. Where is this thing? <laughs> Ziggy's terrible. Yeah, Ziggy is terrible. Um, yesterday was particularly annoying. And I don't, why do I do this to myself? Why I do I well, keep looking do you, at it? Do you it? think when Tom Wilson died and he passed it on to his son on his deathbed, the son was like, fuck, no. you got to do this? The son was like, cha-ching. <laughs> he like, yeah. Maybe he doesn't want to do it. He just does it. Well, uh, if he didn't want to do it, he should have done us all a favor and, and just gone with Dad. <laughs> That's what he should have done. <laughs> Here is uh, here's yesterday's Ziggy cartoon. There's uh, Ziggy and his beloved pet uh, parrot, and Ziggy is feeding him animal crackers, and he says, Since he heard birds descended from dinosaurs, he only eats animal crackers. Fuck yourself, Ziggy. Fuck, That doesn't even, that doesn't even resemble a joke. Fuck, it's the not, fucking bird doesn't even like him. It's... That's another $8 in Tom Wilson Jr.'s <laughs> pocket or whatever that is, but it's just... We're here, we're here scraping by, Eddie. Know, we're just doing, we're doing a podcast that's barely shit. alive, and that shit is making the big money. That's why I'm furious. <laughs> it's pathetic. I'm sorry. It's, it's sad. All it's right. sad. It's gone. It is sad and gone. Um, thanks to all the folks who, from time to time, sent in emails to the show. You can always reach us at ralph at theralphreport.com. Or they leave voicemails sometimes at our hotline, which is 1-833-HI-RALPH. And um, it's always nice to hear your messages. This one came in this week, and I thought it was pretty interesting. It has to do with you, Mr. Pence. Of course it does. I don't know if uh, you're familiar with our show or not, but Eddie has the palate of a child. <laughs> he can't eat the big boy food. He only likes, uh, well, chicken tenders. Chicken tenders. Right? The ones here are fabulous, by the way. <laughs> See? Did you have the chicken 100%. tenders? 100%. Yeah, but you've eaten grown-up food too, though, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't have a steady diet like Mr. Pence does. Of just why? If I know what I like, why do I? Why would I go anywhere else? Because it's know a what big like. world, Eddie. That's why it's a big, it's bold a... world out there. And this guy wants to uh, talk. This is something you said you would eat, and he doesn't want you to eat it. And I thought, what? why are we eliminating things <laughs> from that Eddie will eat? What did I say I would eat? Remember we were talking about fortune cookies. It was oh yeah, fortune cookie yeah, day. yeah, yeah. Yeah, this guy was not happy with you. Eddie, you're wrong. Fortune cookies are disgusting. They're inedible. They taste, uh, they're just vile. The only good thing about fortune cookies is you can open them up, and when you read the fortune with everyone else who's at the table, you can go, please help me, I'm stuck in a fortune cookie factory. But other than that, you don't even need them. Just leave them on the plate. They're, they're vile. Yeah, he's that guy. He's huh. the guy at that dinner the, at the Chinese restaurant goes, oh, my fortune says, help me, I'm trapped in a fortune cookie factory. He's the fucking Ziggy of his table is what he is, that guy. The Ziggy of fortune cookies. And he's telling you don't eat fortune cookies. The worst fortune I ever got was uh, don't forget to get takeout. It was a commercial was a inside, commercial inside, the inside my cookie? fucking fortune cookie. Wow. Yeah. I hope you stiffed the waiter. No, it's not his fault. He didn't put the fortune in the cookie. You Why don't know. You over? don't know how Why would I fuck work? that guy over? Uh... This next voicemail came from a guy. We talk from time to time. We'll be talking all season long with another member of the, uh, the cast who won't season be here long. tonight. Oh, Bachelor. 
No, no, no. NFL. Oh, NFL season. Oh, what is I didn't know what you were talking about. Eddie! I didn't know what you were talking about. Yes. Well, why don't you wait 30 seconds for me to fucking finish? We're doing seasons? Let me finish a fucking thought and you'll find out all the answers. It'll be magical. The whole world will open up to you if you just wait a minute. I fucking can't wait for hiatus. Our show doesn't have a hiatus. Daddy needs to keep making that coin. Trust me. All season long, NFL football season long, yeah. we'll be talking to Jay Busby from Yahoo Sports. Okay, He's going to come in on Fridays, and we're going to talk about the upcoming football games on the weekend. And someone wrote me, by the way, as an aside, why don't you talk about baseball? Because baseball blows. That's why. That's why. Why would you do that? Baseball doesn't blow. Fuck baseball. It's not football, but it doesn't blow. Oh, my God. How does anyone survive an entire game of baseball? No, you wouldn't watch a whole game of baseball. That's stupid. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure I didn't have it wrong. No one ever watches a whole game of baseball. So from time to time, um, Jay Busby from Yahoo Sports and I will talk about football and we'll talk about wagering. Not that that's legal in the state of California, but if you wanted to. You know, theoretical wagering, you could put a little money down on a game. For fun. For fun. So this guy uh, sent a message in. He's a little confused. Well, listening to you and Busby on the uh, talking about the sport and betting comes up with the line. I'm a 39-year-old idiot. Could you explain sports betting to me? I have no idea what any of these terms mean. The line, the over and under. What, What does this mean? Please educate me, please. This guy's 39 years old. He doesn't know how to bet on a football game. He doesn't know what over-under means? He doesn't know what the line is. He doesn't know over-under. I would get that information correct. I know, right? If Eddie Pence knows something, I know what over-under is. You need help. So I thought for today's show we would do a little uh, a little tutorial That's a good idea. on how to, to bet on a football That's game. That's a good idea. It's not that difficult, but sometimes the technology can be, uh, the, uh, the, not the technology, but the phraseology can be a little intimidating. So can we throw up that, uh, this is a theoretical game. This is, of course, wouldn't be real. This is an example of an NFL game. It's the 49ers against the Rams. And in this particular case, the 49ers are favored. Now, the first number you see, that minus 6.5, that is what they call the point spread. So if the, if the 49ers are favored by 6.5 points, that means that they have to win by 7 points or more in order for you to win your bet if you bet on the 49ers. Right. So you say they're, they're giving... They're giving them 7. Giving six, and them six, and six and a half. Six and a half. The reason they do 6 and a half is because they don't want to deal with ties in Vegas because these guys get pissed off when math gets involved. <laughs> so... They say six and a half, so when it's seven points, you know, everybody gets paid. So they have to win by seven points or more for you to make your money. Now, consequently, the Los Angeles Rams are plus 6.5. That's their point spread. That means they have to lose by less than seven points in order for you to get paid because they're supposed to lose the game. So that's how you bet on a point spread. So you could bet on the Rams to lose by only three points. Right. And you would still get paid. And you'd still get paid. That second number is what they call the money line. That minus 180 you see for the, ran- for the Niners, because they're favored, you would have to pay, you would get paid $100 for every $180 that you bet. So that's, you don't have to bet $100, but that's the, that's the odds on getting that money back. And with the Rams, you would get uh, $160 back for every $100 you bet. So that's how you bet the money line. And then that last number at the end, that 38.5, that's uh, next to both team names, that is what is known as the over and under, which is what they're guessing the total number of points will be when the game is over. So you can bet 
that's going to be more points than that or less points than that. And so the magic number in that case would be 39, obviously. And that's how you get paid on that. So it's relatively easy to lose your fucking house in Vegas on football, is what I'm saying. So if you didn't know how to bet on a football game, now I have introduced you to a degenerate life of gambling that you'll never recover from. And if so. you think this is interesting, get into parlays. That's oh, a, that's I didn't cool, want to even get that's there. That's a great way to lose your money. You want to explain that to people? Uh, parlays where you pick a certain amount of games per week. Like if you pick like three, four, six, eight game parlays, and though all those teams you pick have to cover their point spreads. Right, so you have to get each of those bets right, all of them, in order to get paid off at the end of Like you of do that. a five-team parlay, bet on five teams to cover their point spreads that week, and you can only put like, you only put like 10, 20 bucks down, and you can win like three, four hundred, whatever it, it pays out. But yeah, because everybody wins, because that's how it's it works. Great payout. <laughs> but if you bet five teams, and four of them, the, those bets come through, and the one doesn't, you get big fucking goose yeah. egg. I've only ever punched one person in my life. Is this a separate story, no, this or is, is this it, connected to it gambling? Was, it was a weird way to get into the story I'm getting ready to say, <laughs> oh, but I thought, all right. I thought fair enough. I thought it would uh, pique curiosity to by starting. All right, um, I bet a sixteen parlay, six, not sixteen, six team, six team, six football six. teams, six football teams, six games. I bet six games. Six teams to win the cover. So the, the once cover again, to recap, you had to get all six of. Those I had to get all six right in order to get paid off. I covered all six. Congratulations. On 20 bucks. I put 20 bucks down. I think the pay was going to be $2,000. Wow. The guy pocketed my 20 bucks and never turned in the card. I punched him. <laughs> You're applauding violence. I just want to remind you. That violence was warranted. For 20 bucks, you punched a man. In it was $2,000. I punched him. I didn't punch him over the 20. But you never had the $2,000. All you had, had was the 20. I would have had the $2,000. Did he give you the 20 back? No. Oh. We never well, then talked you should have punched him. Yeah. No, we can't go back to baseball. <laughs> Why would you want to do that? Lady, I will take you out. I'm not afraid. <laughs> I got nothing to lose. I'm a fucking podcaster. Like, I will end you. Um... We also uh, have folks who send in emails all the time. God bless them. And uh, I don't know which email jingle is better. Let's decide tonight, shall we? Oh, that's we? a good idea. We have a sample. We have a, we have a decent so. sample of audience. We, we, played, we have two different jingles that we play for the email segments, and I can't decide which one we're going to use. So this is the first one. No, that ain't it. <laughs> this is the first one. Listen, Ralph is going to read some emails. Very sort of it's easy very, listening. It, it guides you into what's definitely going to be an email bashing me. So it's very... No, it's It not. makes me feel good before I get shit so on. That's one, one of our options. And then there's this one. Don't need no tickets for an aeroplane To find out what's on my listeners' brains Time to say hello to the folks at home The Garmy wrote me some letters That's very clever. You like that one better? It's a very clever one. Fair enough. All That's right. clever. That's the winner? I think so. That's the winner. Judging from the audience reaction. You guys don't care about it. <laughs> Can we get a little more volume on this, by the way? Can we do that on this, uh, this machine? Uh, this first email I wanted to read because it's, it's not funny, but it touched me so much, and I, and I want to give her my personal uh, love right now. Uh, Trisha, are you in the audience? Trisha Sousa, are you in the audience? Where are you, Trisha? Hi, sweetie. Uh, Trisha wrote in. Well, recently, we had Rob Paulson on the show as my celebrity uh, interview. <laughs> 
Rob Paulson is a brilliant voiceover actor. You know him from Animaniacs and uh, Transformers and Ninja Turtles. Uh, what else did he do? Uh, Pinky and the Brain. Yeah, he's a legend, and he's a great, great Arf. guy. Nuff. And he was on, and we talked about it. I mean, imagine being one of the premier voiceover actors of your generation. And then, out of the blue, he went to the doctors, and they diagnosed him with stage three throat cancer at the time. I talked to Rob about his story, and I was just blown away by his courage and how he persevered. And it's happy ending. He's completely clear, and he has no cancer now, and it all, it, it all worked out. But uh, Trisha wrote in because she had listened to that interview, and she said she listens all the time, but she had tears rolling down her cheeks after that interview because her 19-year-old daughter is currently under starting her chemotherapy right now for Hodgkin lymphoma. And she said that our show helped her deal with what was going on, and she listens to us every day, and it helps her get through with it. And yesterday was her 50th birthday, and she came here today to see our show to celebrate her 50th birthday. Happy birthday! And I wanted to give some love to Trisha. Thank you so much, Tricia. And you know, we got nothing but love and good thoughts for you and your family, and we're really pulling for you. And what's your daughter's name? Katie. Katie? We're all, we all have Katie in our hearts and in yeah. our minds, and we're wishing you all the best. So uh, kick, kick some cancer ass, okay, you guys? Thanks for being here. Fuck cancer. Yeah, fuck cancer, indeed. That's a bold stand. We're anti-cancer on right? this show. We I don't care. That, right? I don't care who knows it. We'll fuck. We'll say it out loud. I don't care. It's not a red blue thing, right? That's Come at me. Cancer. No, right. fuck cancer. Yeah, it's a brave, brave statement from us. Uh, somebody's got to make that statement. I'll do it. Uh, this next email comes from George Cottrell. He knows that Eddie has—he's uh, an un-American un human being—and he says that he doesn't like root beer. He does not no. like root beer. The all-American beverage of root beer. Eddie does not drink. Why is root it all American? Why is that the all-American beverage? Because it's it's, they've been drinking it since we fucking stole this land from the Indians. That's why. That's why it's all-American. Because we said we're gonna take this shit away from the indigenous peoples. And here, cheers. Wait, so have a, a sarsaparilla and root, a root beer. A sarsaparilla, sarsaparilla, sarsaparilla. Sarsaparilla. What did you say? Sarsaparilla. You said sarsaparilla. Did I? Sorry. I almost sobered up. That was the problem. Fuck. Root beer is a Native American drink? Uh, no, it's, it's, it's not a... <laughs> you said you took it from the Native American! It's wrong. No, I said, said it was an all-American drink. You, when you, you took it from the Native Americans. That we've been drinking since, since we took the land you're, you're from the Native Americans. You're implying you took it from the Native Americans. Spend more time worrying about what I actually fucking say and less about what the, the subtext oh. is, all right? Yeah, I'm not wrong on that one. Jesus, I'm, I'm wrong on that one. You were gonna, uh, I'm gonna be the second guy you punch, <laughs> I think, tonight. I might be. Uh, George Cottrell wrote in and said, Ralph, I would love to hear you guys talk about birch beer on your show. Have you ever tried birch beer? I have not had it. Is that from a birch tree? It is. That's where they get the, uh, the flavoring for the No, I don't beer. want to drink why? beer made from a tree. I don't want, what's, why? Because it's not even a good looking tree. It doesn't even look like a juicy tree. It looks, it's, a, it's the white. Well, I'm not asking white, you to go suck tree, on a right? tree. I, but they, why would you look at that and go, like, well, I bet there's something good in there to drink? Because they take it and they process it and something good comes out of it. It doesn't look, I, it, no. Like a cow, I, I see a cow, I'm like, yeah, I'll eat that. Do you but look at it if and I say, yeah, I want to suck on like, its tit and then drink will, the white yeah. stuff that comes good out of it? Steak, milk. Yeah. How about a maple tree? Good point. Ma maple tree looks juicy. Like it looks, it looks alive. A birch tree looks dead all the time. I'm going to take that as a no. 
That's, take that as a no. It looks like a dead tree all the time. And this last email comes from our listener, Scott Tipton. Uh, this is a reference back to Friday's episode of The Ralph Report, where we were talking about John Legend. We were congratulating John yeah, Legend. We were. John Legend is a, a talented cat, and uh, he is very successful. Got an he, EGOT. He's an EGOT now. For those of you who don't know what an EGOT is, EGOT is E-G-O-T. It stands for winning the four major awards in entertainment. E for Emmy, G for Grammy, O for Oscar, T for Tony. And he just accomplished that at the age of 39. And it was pretty impressive. And we were talking about him because he just took a job as a judge on The Voice on NBC, showing that he's very successful and not that discerning. <laughs> He'll take a paycheck like the rest of us. And so we were talking about that. And uh, here is what Eddie had to say Why about that. And I'm just saying... Where is that piece there? Where is that clip? God damn it, where is that clip? Oh, you didn't find it? We don't have to play it. Oh, shit, I hope I have that clip. You don't have it? Oh, this is disturbing. No, it's good. No, it's not disturbing. Oh, shit, I don't know where I put that. Okay, well, it doesn't matter. Oh, um, it doesn't matter. Eddie. There's no proof, so... (laughs) Now it's just your word against mine. Yeah, we all heard it. You don't know what you're listening to. You don't know... Eddie said that uh, John Legend was the first African-American to ever win uh, the EGOT, which really was, I thought, very big of him to give him the credit for that, considering it was... Eddie! Wrong. Was completely wrong. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, actually, was the uh, first uh, African-American to win the EGOT. Whoopsie. And then, of course, there was James Earl Jones, also uh, an EGOT. Harry Belafonte, also uh, an EGOT winner. And the great Quincy Jones also uh, has won all four awards. So um, you were a little wrong when it came to that one. Just a little bit. Missed it by that much. But once again, I so wish I had the tape because you just said it with such Well, if you say things with confidence, you in particular will believe them. Well, given who's in the White House, you may be right, actually. I just want to say congratulations to John Legend. First black EGOT ever. Unbelievable. So good. Love him. Unbelievable. Huge. Uh, We do a segment here on the show where we take a look at uh, holidays on the calendar. You may not know this, but every day of the week has several National and international holidays ascribed to it. Over 1,500 national and international holidays on the calendar. So we ask the question each and every episode, is it a holiday or a holiday? Holiday or holiday, please tell me what we celebrate, Ralph Garman. Yes. Um, you have the most talented fans, by the way. Yes. It's extreme. It's amazing. It, they it blows they, me away every They do every all show. the jingles. They do, they do everything. It's amazing. They do. Before we get into... None of you guys, but the people that listen right. to the show outside of they, here. They do amazing work. Uh, before we get into this, I, I'm, it's feeling a little lonely up here. It's time to add another cast member, I think, if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get a hit. So, yeah, bring someone else up here. Can you take, that st- did you take the stand off the, the seat? The stands? This one? Uh, no. Off the seat. Uh, I just want to make gone. sure it's not on there anymore. I wouldn't do that. Uh, before we get into the calendar, we look at the holidays. Um, th- this whole operation, this everything that we do here, um, 
uh, on the Ralph Report. It's it would not any none of it would be possible without the person with whom I share my life. She is the CEO of my world. She is beautiful and talented and smart and funny, and you people keep asking for more and more of her, and that's why I'm going to bring her up right now. Please welcome my beautiful, talented wife, Carrie, to the stage. Would you please? There she is. She looks good in a T-shirt, too, I'll tell you that much. Carrie Garman. Hi, honey. How are you? She is modeling our uh, our Ralph Report T-shirt, by the way. Ralph Report T-shirts, and for it sale. comes in adult sizes too. I want you to know. So, <laughs> what do you got there in it the bag, there, Sunshine? Oh, I have snacks. Oh, good snacks. Because I figured, you know, we're going to be up here for who knows how long, right? And we might get hungry. Excellent. Eddie idea. might get hungry. Eddie might get hungry. <laughs> Maybe we can expand. So we have to make sure we have oh, no. snacks for Eddie. We, maybe we can expand Eddie's uh, palate a little bit tonight. No, oh, creamsicles. That, that would be a good oh, idea. Creamsicles. Eddie doesn't like creamsicles. Creamsicles might be a little gentle. We might gentle. be a little bit more bold. Somebody's at the door. Hold on a second. Yeah. Um, well, we're going we're gonna to throw you a few things tonight, just as a warning, to see if we, uh, can, if we can maybe expose you to some new kinds of foods and maybe find a new favorite. Not Are you birth- hungry, Eddie? I'm, I'm not. Have you worked up an appetite? No. <laughs> what? What is it? What is it? How about a little, a, li- a little appetizer? That's a good idea. Yeah. No peaches. I did that already. I don't need to do that again. So we did the peach, and for those of you that are three and four star generals, you saw the peach, right? You did saw we, the peach live, yeah. You see the peach? Yeah, we uh, we had Eddie for some reason. For those who don't know, he doesn't like to eat peaches because he says it's like you're eating something that has a brain. Makes no fucking sense. Hair at all. on it. And so he almost, hair on he almost wretched eating a sweet, delicious peach on our live it's stream like video. Bite into a tumor. No, it's not. It's not a tumor. Literally biting it's into a tumor. It's not a tumor, not at all. So, what do we let, got? Let, let's just have a little a basic snack. All right, let's start simple. Let's start easy. With something that everybody in this room would enjoy. Okay, what do you got? Oh, fuck. A Cubano sandwich. Oh, a Cubano. Oh, we talked about sandwich. these on the show. The Cubano. Yeah, yeah. The Cubano. We talked about this. It was National Cub- Cubano Day, and it was... Uh, it's got... What have in it that it... Peas. It has peas in it, right? It no, there's no peas, peas in a sandwich. It has ham, it's got Eddie. ham, Eddie. You know we love ham. Uh, ham, got, that thing that we all eat right, right at the holiday time. Anytime. Fresh, fresh bread. Right. Fresh bread. Mustard. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. A little dab of pickle. Pickles? Oh, yeah. fuck no. Yeah. It's got some pork in there too, a little pork. Fucking pickles are fucking gross. I think dude. it might. I think it might. Um, so, I mean, it looks delicious to me. Have a little bite, Eddie. Have a little bite, Eddie. And, Let's. And when, if you need to spit it out, that way. No. There'll be no spitting. You're a man. You'll eat it and love it. Look at that. See the layers? Yeah, See it looks the, good, doesn't it? It's got a fucking pickle in it. Well, we told you that part. The colors, the flavors, the deliciousness. That was a big bite for someone who's not sure about a Cubano. That's commitment. See, I can tell already you're starting to like it. No, no, no. Can I take the pickle out? Well, no, it's not a Cubano without the pickle. Wait, what is that? That's the uh, shredded pork, I think. (laughs) Pork and ham? Yes, Eddie. That's the same fucking meat. It's a meat lover's paradise. Why would you put the same... It's like fucking... 
It's like putting a hamburger on top of a steak. Why would you fucking do that? Eddie, I had to go to Great Links to get you that sandwich. I went to Van Nuys okay. to get you that fucking it's okay. sandwich. Look at that. He said it's okay. It's I okay. think we've got a breakthrough. I still don't know why you put ham and pork together. Because it's awesome. The crowd's going crazy. Why do you have a crowd when we have a crowd? That doesn't make any fucking sense. Because I'm a little buzzed and force a habit. What else? I got no other answer for you. <laughs> we had to shut up our crowd to I'm hear the I'm still looking crowd. for another clip that I misplaced. <laughs> but look at that. You tried something new that you said you wouldn't like, and it's not that Eddie, bad. Eddie, I'm proud of you. Thank you. We're it, all proud of you. Aren't we proud of Eddie, oh, everybody? Thank you. Wow, you're, he's eating more. It's not bad. Eddie, you like it. I will, get, I will order one of these sans pickle. Wow, see? I like this. Without pickle, it's now, good. Now, would you eat it pickle. with the ham? If, if you come to our house for a holiday meal, will you eat ham? Only if my son can shit in your toilet. Oh, Chris. <laughs> your son does shit in my toilet. Several times. And blocks it and overflows the toilet and then jumps around naked on my kitchen floor. My daughter, that my eight-year-old daughter, saw her first pure penis. Olivia saw the full Monty. Olivia saw the full Monty. It was, it was his kid... Uh, who panicked because he clogged our toilet and it was overflowing because the kid shits just anywhere. And he's running around with his pants down. Oh, the toilets are flowing. And my daughter's like... But to be fair, he does announce it before he goes. Yeah. Colton does. Yeah. He yeah. Go poo! And then he runs and goes poo. Yeah. yeah. I put a plunger in that bathroom for the next time. We haven't been invited back since. <laughs> How's that sandwich treat? It's okay. All right. It's delicious. It's okay. I, yeah, I wouldn't go. It's okay. Without Take the a bite of the ham just by itself. I don't. Uh, ham's kind of fucking. You said no ham before, and now you see that be literally looks like an ear. It looks like I'm eating somebody's fucking ear. <laughs> I don't like that. Pretty good. It's pretty good. I don't like that. It's like rubbery. I don't like that. All right. Uh, let's take a look oh, at the. Eddie. Let's take a look at the rest of the holidays today. Uh, September 15th, these holidays are all actual holidays on the calendar to be celebrated. We will let you know whether it's legit or bullshit. It's Gymnastics Day. Gymnastics Day was founded in the 1990s to get young girls involved in the sport of gymnastics because all the boys were clogging up all the gymnastic classes, apparently. <laughs> Um, yes, so Gymnastics Day, if you've got a young girl and you want to make sure that uh, she, she, her, her period comes late because she's starving herself, then... And, and, it, and it gives her the body of a young boy. That's true, yes. And then... Uh, so that's good, too. Just don't send her to that one doctor. That's all I ask. <laughs> oh, yeah, I touched the girls. Okay, fine, blame me. Just reporting the news, you fucks. It's also Greenpeace Day. The people at Greenpeace are celebrating their holiday today. Are they violent? <laughs> it's not the Crips and no, the Bloods read, Day. It's Greenpeace no, Day. They I've got read, peace in their name. I've read stories where they're like really super aggressive. Like if really, you're trying to kill whales in front of them, right, they might get pissed. They'll try to kill you. You punched a guy for twenty bucks. You fuck. Two thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars. They do good work. They protect the earth, for God's sakes. No, I'm so what? Bored. What happens on Greenpeace Day? Uh, you're just supposed to be aware of environmental issues, raise awareness, and raise money to protect uh, endangered species and the planet. Okay, okay I'm for that. We can get behind yeah, that. I'm for that. Yeah, that's good stuff. It's also National Tackle Kids Cancer Day. 
Speaking of, first, I swear to Christ, for a second, I thought I said National Tackle Kids with Cancer Day. <laughs> There's one, like, get them! As if they don't have enough going on. Seems like a mean sport. Uh, it says only 4% of all federal cancer research dollars go to pediatric cancer research. Only really? 4%. That's fucked up. So there's an organization called TackleKidsCancer.org, and they have a day every year to raise money and to raise awareness for pediatric cancers for kids who are suffering from cancer. And I think that's much more of a worthy cause than fucking gymnastics day, yeah, in my fuck opinion. Gymnastics. Yeah. Right. Or whales, or whatever green peas. <laughs> Do you want to kill the whales? <laughs> It's National Online Learning Day as well. They say you can recognize the advantages and the vast potential of online learning so you don't have to deal with actual people, which oh, I think is a so good idea. That's how you create sociopaths. That's yes. Uh, online Learning Day. May I recommend my favorite online learning site, Pornhub? <laughs> I've learned that women could do things with ping pong balls you wouldn't imagine is possible. One can blow out a candle. Really? Yeah. I've seen a woman blow out a candle on Pornhub. Wh where, where, when is this happening? What? You know when you're not at the house? Because, <laughs> you know, we, we have this rule at our house where when I walk into the Batcave, Ralph has to take his hands and just gently set them in his lap. I have to back away slowly from the computer when she walks into the room because so she can make years, sure I'm not being a dirty boy. Because for what used to happen boy. was this. Oh, hold on, I gotta put my penis away. <laughs> but I'm good now, right? Now I go, oh, hands up, yeah, take a look. Nothing, nothing going on here, nothing untoward. But that girl just blew out a candle with her pussy. Okay. I, I, I mean, I, I find that hard to believe. I think you should invite me to these viewing parties. I, I would like to see that. If you could blow out a candle with your pussy, I wouldn't have to do this fucking show every day, that's for sure. <laughs> We could take wow. you on the road and make a lot of money, is all wow. I'm saying. I'll start practicing immediately. All right. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. <laughs> do one at a time. You can't just do the whole cake. No. No. What are you in a hurry? Well, you got some place to no, go? I'm just saying. You, you're, risk, you're risking getting the... I'll take it. Whatever the risk is, I'll cake, take it. That's all I'm what are you afraid of? I don't know. Eddie, of Hemorrhoids? course that's what you think of. The splatter on I the cake. Splatter on I'm the cake. Just, <laughs> if you're going to serve the cake out, I would imagine... I probably wouldn't eat it. It depends on what cake it is. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. If it's a chocolate cake, I'd be pretty pissed. You put the candles in some ham. You won't worry about it. Eddie's wife is here too, by the way, and I just uh, let's give a round of applause God, for the woman's got to put up with this every uh, every day. Where's Tracy? Where's Tracy Pence? Where she should stand up back there? Stand up and take a bow, Tracy. A poor woman. Can you imagine going out to eat with this guy? It's terrible. It's awful. I feel bad for her. Yes. Because I eat in three minutes. And you order up the tendrils. I order up. The, I get the chicken fingers. I eat them, and then they take the t the plate away, and she's just getting ready to cut into her because meal. Because she's got a grown-up <laughs> meal sitting there. Well, Tracy knows what to get you for your birthday. Yeah, someone who can blow <laughs> candles out with her. No, <laughs> one of those delicious sandwiches. Oh, well. It's also National Cheese Toast Day. 
This is uh, a day we celebrate a delicious thick slice of bread spread with butter and cheese and toasted till it's brown and crispy. See, this is how you know these are one of those bullshit holidays. It says, that was created by Del Johnson of Los Angeles in 1958 when he opened his first Sizzler restaurant. Yeah, no one had ever put cheese on bread before until Del got his hands on it at the Sizzler. Wait, isn't that a grilled cheese? Well, no, you take it and then Without you Without the other the... piece of toast? No, but it's toasted, not grilled. It's right in the fucking Wait, name. No one fucking... All right, fuck. It's an open-faced grilled cheese. It is! open-faced grilled cheese. Wrong. Where is the Sizzler? Is that Sizzler still around, the very first Sizzler? Who cares? I'd like to go. It's a Sizzler. It's, if it's the first one, I'll go. The first one, the last one. They're all fucking Sizzlers, well, and they're all awful. There's one in the valley. I just want to know if that one that's Hey, guess left what? Is that the... one is fucking awful. They have... They have a chocolate fountain. <laughs> they have one in Long Beach? Okay. We're doing next level Ralphport Live. You're Sizzler shocking. It's also National Linguini Day today, the 15th. You know what linguini means in Italian? Uh, my honey, you, you speak Italian. Do you know uh, what the translation well, is? Well, my guess would be that it is a pig part. Am I right? Because most... Most noodles are named after <laughs> the Carrie part of the is pig. wrong. No, um, no linguini's pasta, babe. No, I know, but okay. all of the pastas in Italian are named after the part of a pig. Oh, I see. See what, what I'm saying? Now. Yes. Well, maybe rigatoni. Yeah, pig part. What part of the pig is the I rigatoni? I don't remember. But I don't it's know. Pig but the pig's part. name was Tony, and Sp- it was like, <laughs> hey, what's the little rigatoni? Give me, give me, give me that little piece of rig that's on the back of Tony. Spaghetti is the name of a part of a pig. It means yeah, I think it is. Little tongues, little See? tongues. Pig tongue. Probably, so probably baby pig, tongues. pig tongues. Probably. Probably. Someone needs to Google that shit and make sure I'm not wrong. You might be like you Eddie be. Pence, just really forceful and believable in your delivery. Well, you know I am. I know, yeah. Uh, it's also National Felt Hat Day. So if you have a felt hat, put that on. What anybody, the fuck? Anybody have a felt hat? Uh, it's National Double Cheeseburger Day. I can get behind that. Yeah, this good. one is fascinating. As a uh, as a as a amateur alcoholic, I have to say that it is National Creme de Menthe Day. Oh. I love that. I love creme de menthe. Creme de menthe, actually, interesting story. It was invented in France. Uh, they drink a lot there because they tend to surrender a lot, and they have they feel they feel bad about themselves. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. A lot of French in the audience tonight. Everybody's offended. Um, you got to drink to get over surrendering. It's true. A pharmacist named Emile Giffard was studying the digestive properties of mint, and he came up with creme de mint as a cure-all, as an elixir. He thought it was a medicine, and years later, it became an alcohol that we all uh, drink and enjoy. I don't. Or oh, I'm sorry. What happened? What'd you say? I don't. I you don't, don't what? I have a Andy, Andy's candy, right? That's like a Andy's candy. What? Right. <laughs> It's like a mint thing. It's like an Andy's candy, right? Sort of like a mint candy, but here's right? what I think about <laughs> cream de mint. What do you think about cream de mint? Well, I think it probably exists on this property because it's a full bar. And I also yeah. think that Eddie probably needs a digestive after his Cubano sandwich. So I don't know. Should we give him a little medicine? Should we give him a little? Just it's going to taste yeah. like night. Why don't we do a shot of it and see if Eddie likes it? Why not? It's Why a party, not? right? Oh, look. What are the odds? God damn it, Gabby. That is a big shot. Yeah, we're not going to drink all this, are we? Good God. Really, Gabby? (laughs) It's really big. 
<laughs> now, are we are we supposed to do this with? It's just there's no ice or anything. <laughs> Let's celebrate Emil Giffard and his amazing I'm throw discovery. Up a all Eddie, over you're, them. you're first of all, Eddie. You don't have to do the whole thing because you don't drink alcohol. I don't. And so I don't. This I, is barely alcohol, by the way. It is a this lot is medicine. of alcohol. It's medicine. The guy said he it. The have French to guy do the said whole it. Thing. No, he doesn't. Just eat a little uh, taste. We'll all do a little taste. Yeah. In celebration of Emile Giffard, the, Emile. F- the pharmacist. To Emile. We told oh you. Oh my God! You didn't have to, Eddie. We told you you didn't have to do the whole shot. It's a fucking live show. I'll do it <laughs> my God, Eddie, Eddie. That is pretty tasty. Oh that's pretty fuck! Tasty. That's awful, guys. Seriously. Ever, have f- you not ever had anything mint before? Not. That's fucking like, fucking Robitussin. Oh. You look healthier already. <coughs> you do. My belly's all warm. Welcome to the dark side. I don't like it. I don't like it. I feel that way every time I have a drink. Make it oh, stop. my belly's warm. Oh, that hole in my soul is closing up. Uh, oh, I'm happy. I have confidence. People like me. Uh, no, that that is good stuff. I'm it's very you. tasty. Oh, it's I mean, but terrible. I also like cough medicine. That's I, true. I like you do. I like cold medicine. Who the fuck medicine. likes cough medicine? Eddie, you're, you're, you're being a little dramatic. I think <laughs> you not. need to. It's yeah, you coming do. up. Take a deep, it's take not a deep breath. Up. Everybody here in the splash zone, by the way. <laughs> Did you get your Did you get your ponchos when you came you guys, in? Did they give you those, uh, those you Jurassic seen, Park ponchos? You ever seen a Gallagher show? Right. <laughs> I mean, it's not coming up because you you drank a gallon of water. Yeah. All right, we're good. What happened? I'm looking for something for you to throw up I'm in. Good, I'm not going to throw up. I'm fine. I'm okay. Good. It's just uh, really warm. Jesus It's really Christ. warm. And so lastly, the dramatic. last day we're celebrating today in holiday or holiday, it is... No, it's a burp. That's a burp. All right. <laughs> Today's day is also... Batman Day! So I brought something from home to put on. Now you all see what he looks like every night when he comes to bed. So when hot. I'm in the office watching Pornhub, this is usually <laughs> what I'm wearing. Do you call it Robin? This, uh, this cowl, I'll have you know, is from my Batman collection. And this was actually the cowl that when Adam West visited my home before he passed away, he wore this in, in, when we were giving a tour of the collection. So he, this is He did. This is it was, and it was very cowl. cute because he put it on and then he said, you know what? I need to tape my face, remember? And then he took it off and he put tape to pull his skin back and then he put the cowl So he would look like the young Batman again. He didn't want to uh, appear to be like an old Batman. He yeah. wanted to recapture that That's moment. That's so cool. Yeah, he was a great guy. And I feel like an idiot right now, but <laughs> it is Batman Day, the day we celebrate the Dark Knight and um, 
DC Comics also today has announced that they have finally launched their streaming service, DC Universe. If you're a comic book fan, you probably know about this. And uh, thank you. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't allowed to talk about this until they launched it, but. Vomit. Just looking at the bucket. Somebody shit in the bucket? Oh my god. That bucket is. is you didn't very... have to throw up before, you will now. Yes. Woo! <laughs> um, on DC Universe, uh, I wasn't allowed to talk about it until now, until they launched, but I am uh, the host of one of their shows on there called DC Presents. And I do informative short shows before the movies that they carry on the streaming service. So, for example, we did all the Batman movies and Superman and all their classic films, and I get up there like one of those guys from uh, Turner Classic Movies, and I tell you a little story about the movies and how it was Sitting made. Sitting in a big wingback chair and a book? Uh, no, I, I, stand in, I stand in front of a green screen, and they say, pretend to walk, and I do this very awkwardly. <laughs> and you can watch it yourself. Here's a little piece of me from DC Universe Presents. It's difficult to imagine a world where we hadn't seen a brooding live-action Batman. But before the 1989 film, for a lot of people, the name Batman conjured up visions of Adam West or the animated Cape Crusader from Super Friends. So that's just a little taste, but I got a new show. So Daddy keeps working. So you were walking, standing in place walking? That was a fake walk? It was a fake walk, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. What did they ask you to do when you got hired I by DC Comics, mister? I'm just saying. Right? I'm, no, I'm just saying it looked good. You want some more of this? No, fuck that. <laughs> Fucking scope. <laughs> All right. Uh, that was holidays or holidays. I think we got an exit. Uh, little jingle here. That's done by a guy named John Cooperman, by the way. Where is John's here, here tonight. tonight? Where is John? John won some tickets to be here, here tonight. Is. Stand up, John. John created that jingle. Much like the Ralph Report itself, it was so bad that people loved it. John, it was so awful that people picked it up like an injured kitten and said, I'm going to take this to my heart and love it forever. Well, the original version was like acapella. Without right, it was just him going... <laughs> <laughs> and then he actually put music underneath it and it made it palatable. Uh, John, it makes me smile every morning. Yeah. It really does. It's Thank you, John, for that. Now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news the way we do every show with a segment we call the Showbiz Beat. Give me a little Showbiz Beat music there, Josh. Uh, this is not exactly showbiz. If you can bring that down just a touch. So. This is the news. <laughs> uh, the Toy Hall of Fame has announced their 12 nominees for this year. Every year they nominate 12 toys. Only a handful get in. I think three or four. But they announced the uh, 12 it, nominees. Three. Three will be inducted. These 12 are, are nominated. These are the finalists. And I wanted to see who in the audience thought these were good choices. Here are your 12 finalists for the Toy Hall of Fame. American Girl Dolls. How can you hate on American Girl Dolls? Because they're so expensive and you can't yes. afford them. Is that one? Yes. Uh, shoots and Ladders. You want to boo? Boo that fucking game. Jeez. 
My kid makes me play that. I want to just stab a knitting needle in my eye. It's the worst game ever. Yeah, but that is like the perfect metaphor for life is that game. Because sometimes you're going well. Yeah, then fuck. Right down the fucking chute. That's the perfect metaphor for life. Yeah. You're going along and then boom, crimmed him in. You're fucking (laughs) hurling over a ladder. The Magic 8-Ball. Now we're talking toys. I love me some Magic 8-Ball. Fisher Price's Corn Popper. You may not know it by name, but that's the little thing with the wheels. The things pop up and down when you walk it. That's yeah, classic. Yeah, I had that toy. I had that toy. Master of the Universe. Action He-Man. figures. He-Man. Tickle Me Elmo. I, my son had that. You know, there's a brand new toy called Tickle Me Too Elmo, where uh, <laughs> Elmo sues you after you tickle him. Come on, that's not unfunny. Uh, electric football. Remember electric football? I had that. Yeah, had that's a good one. Vibrant. Uno. Uno. Everyone's Uno. favorite Uno. game. That's the winner. Uh, chalk. Wait, chalk? Chalk is that's also on the toy. list. That's a fucking, like, rock, right? It's but, just a thing. You. It's just out you, there. It's not a toy. But you draw with it. Kids draw with but it. But it's not a fucking toy. Sidewalk. You run it's the like sidewalk. Pencil. Like why you don't fucking put? The I'm just pencil? surprised. In 2018, they're just getting around the chalk. chalk. Why? That's what cavemen used to make paintings on walls. And oh, that's right, chalk. Let's put that on the list. Uh, pinball. Once again, a little late. A little late yeah. for pinball. Where did you get this list? It's horrible. It's from the National Toy Hall of Fame in New York State. They just announced their nominees. They're horrible. Uh, sled. Sled. <laughs> Rosebud. And tic-tac-toe has finally Wait, made the Wait, that's not a game. That's just something years. you do to occupy your child at dinner. Hence, it's But a it's game. not like you don't yeah. sell tic-tac-toe. Oh, really? Well, you do, but like you don't... Everyone just plays it on a piece of paper with chalk. Like you just... <laughs> you take chalk and you do tic-tac-toe. When you're on they a sled. Go, they should go in together. You're right. They should yeah. go. It would be fitting if chalk... Do you think the Magic 8-Ball knows whether it's getting into the Hall of Fame or not? Yes, like, I do. Outlook... Not good. I mean, the the best toy that's been invented in the last two years, and I'm, I can't remember the name, but I'll explain it to you, and you tell me what it is. All right. Is the water balloons the the what's oh, you it blow, called? You can blow you, up eighty at one time. Yes. yes. You connect the water balloons to a hose, and it blows up eighty at a time, and then they just have this massive water balloon fight, and then you have to try to race to pick up all of the exploded water balloons before they melt into your grass. Right, and before children that, choke on them. Yes, but that is the best toy that's It is remarkable because when I was years. a kid, to make a water balloon, you needed to take a one balloon and stretch it over the mouth of your garden hose, yeah. and invariably, <laughs> the fucking rubber ring would snap off in your hand, and you'd say, fuck it, let's go inside because it's air-conditioned. Well, yeah. well, the prep time for a water balloon fight was like four hours. It was, yes. The sun would go down, you'd say, we're going to pick this up in the morning. Everyone go home. Uh, this was sad news. Very talented character actor, character actor named Peter Donnett passed away. You may not know the name, but you may know the face because if you're an X-Files fan, he was the father of Fox Mulder on that show. He passed away at the age of 90. He was a favorite of Francis Ford Coppola's as well. Worked in two films with Francis, The Godfather Part Two. And Tucker, the man and his dreams. So his talented guy passed away at the age of 90 this week. This is interesting news. If you're a James Bond fan, they are still looking for a new director. But 
they have found guys to write the new script. You know, Denny, Danny Boyle passed on this. There was problems, and they walked away. Now he is coming. Uh, he has not been replaced yet, but they found someone to write the script. Neil Purvis and Robert Wade, who wrote all of the Daniel Craig Bonds, are coming back oh, on really? board to write this one as well, which is good news. because those good news. They were good. Yeah. And my wife has a thing for Daniel Craig, by the way. So well, that's he was wh- still going to be a part of it. That's why she thinks it's good news. It doesn't matter who wrote it. He'd still be there. You love Daniel Craig, though. I do. Yes. Not more than you, but Aww. I do love Daniel Craig. You lie nice. I know. Yeah. This is awkward for me. Justin Bieber has announced he's going to get American citizenship. America announced, fuck no. Um, he says he doesn't want to give up his Canadian citizenship. He wants to retain both. So he's got to go through the following steps. You know, there's five steps to become an American citizen. You have to prove that you have a right to be in the country. He doesn't. He doesn't. He fails there. He needs Form N-400. You know, the good old N-400. He's got that one. You need a background check by the FBI to make sure you're not a terrorist. Have you listened to Despacito? Fail. You have to know U.S. history, government, and English. Have you listened to Despacito? And then you have to appear at an oath ceremony and pledge allegiance to the United States of America. Oh. Okay. He's got two out of five. Two out of five. He's you got should. no yeah. shot. Fuck no him. shot. And uh, this guy, Jeffrey Owens, is back in the news. Jeffrey Owens played Alvin, no, Elvin, rather, on The Cosby Show. He was Sandra, the eldest Cosby girl's husband on yeah. that show. Mm-hmm. And then he was publicly shamed because he had a job at Trader Joe's, and they started putting his picture in the paper saying, look at this guy. He's working. <laughs> what an asshole. He's got a job. And uh, they shamed him for not being on a television series any longer and for working at Trader Joe's. And the offers have just been pouring in since he's been publicly outed. He, uh, Tyler Perry, first of all, put him on his new show, on, not his new show, but his existing show on the OWN network, that's Oprah's network, called The Haves and the Have-Nots. And so he's got a gig on that. And now just announced this week that NCIS New Orleans has asked him to come on and be a guest star on that series as well. You shame me all the time. Maybe they'll make me an offer. Yeah, that's Maybe true. Work for you, Eddie. I should put a picture of you out eating some ham or something, and everyone making fun of you. Maybe you'll get some gigs. Please shame me more. Or get a job at fucking Trader Joe's. No, apparently, I don't, don't want to do that. That's the easy way in. Um, this is an interesting story. If you're a Doctor Who fan, we're going to have our UK correspondent out soon to talk about Doctor Who. But uh, Jodie Whittaker is the new female Doctor Who. And everyone is talking about it. It's going to debut here in the States in October. I think the UK as well. We'll start to see the new Doctor Who. The first time a woman has ever played the legendary science fiction character Doctor Who. A news website in Australia was doing a story about uh, Jodie Whittaker, the actress who came into the room and auditioned for the role. And they knew at that moment that she was the only choice to be Doctor Who. They put this story out this week. Oh my God, there's the Doctor. Here's how the new Doctor Who, Jodie Whittaker, blew everyone away in her audition. Here's the problem. That was how it looked on the website. When you put it on a phone, it got reduced (laughs) and it said, oh my God, there's the Doctor. Here's how new Doctor Who, Jodie Whittaker, blew everyone. Which is also how you could get some jobs, by the way, Eddie. I can put anything in my mouth now. I'm fine. <laughs> we'll see. You're not done with snacks. Oh, fuck. What's in the bag? And we'll uh, see. lastly, you guys, Modern Family fans, you like the TV series Modern Family? 
It's one of the best comedies on television, in my opinion. They announced this week, a series co-creator Christopher Lloyd announced that in season 10, the upcoming season, one of the main characters in the show will die. Ugh. Ugh. We're handling some bigger life events in this season, Lloyd told Entertainment Weekly. We do deal with a death, which is certainly a topic that many families have to deal with. And on television, it's not easy to do because that's a heavy subject. But at the same time, it would seem unusual for a family not to go through with it. When asked who would be killed on the series, not killed, obviously they're not going to murder someone. It's Dallas all over again. Yes. Uh, there were no hints, but Lloyd said it's a significant character on the TV series, he said. I just wish we knew someone from Modern Family who God, could... God, if only we did. ...who could tell us some insight, perhaps, into right. who might be dying. It would be so nice if, if Julie Bowen was here tonight. She could probably come up on stage and tell us what's going on. Julie Bowen, or, could you come up on stage and tell us what's going on, Julie? Could you? Where's, where's Julie Bowen from Modern Family? She's sitting out there someplace. There she is. Julie, come on up and tell us what's going on with your show, for God's sakes. Why are you killing people over Thank there, God. Julie? I got here just in time. Yes. Why am I in the tiny seat? I don't know. I you mean, this so is like awkward. I, this is like when I remember the first time that I, I did a talk show and I discovered that they put the host on the high seat and they put the guest down like this. Hang on, I'm just gonna do this. Oh, there wow. we go. All right. Yeah. Pretty Take underwear, that. babe. Hi. Hi, Good Julie. Night. I'm wearing regular underwear. How dare you? Would what you like you... to try to blow out a candle? <laughs> I did it. I just did it over there. All right. Who's, who's dying on your show this season? Who are you going to knock off? <laughs> it's Lily, right? It's got to be that annoying Suddenly little Lily. It's She's got to go. <laughs> it's modern Matlock. It's me. Oh, don't die. We love you. We love I, Claire. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I have no idea who's dying. You have some idea. No, I have no idea. <laughs> I, have, I can tell you're lying. Like this. That's this, the voice of authenticity right there. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know who's when dying. When do you guys start back? Are you already We're shooting? We're back. We're on episode... Five, five. We're finishing episode five, maybe starting six, and we haven't killed anybody yet. Really? It's still just like good, clean, semi-gay fun. <laughs> semi-gay, really? Well, I mean, if there's, there's, yeah, it's, it's not always gay, but it's kind of gay. It's pretty gay in the yeah. best way. Absolutely, and that's the way we like it. You know, some but, people are speculating this might be the final season for a Modern Family. Do we again, have? more information that I do not have. I was told it was. We're all under contract. We, we're done. We, we finish up now. So if somebody, like, honestly, like, bursts through the door with, like, handfuls of cash and is like, you're going again, we'd all say yes. But so far, it has not happened. But you guys would be up for it if they asked you to do more. Yeah, I'm waiting for, like, the hey, Kool-Aid guy to come through. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, just money. Yeah. Not, that has not happened. Well, I hope it is because, seriously, I think it's one of the best comedies on television. Thank it has been you. for many, many years. Years. So much. Yes. I just want to ask, how bad? Do you not drink like for realsies? I don't drink. No. He really doesn't do, drink. Did we just watch like ten years of sobriety go down <laughs> no, the no, toilet no. for a bit? No, he's. But not. I would. There's somewhere a sponsor is shitting himself. <laughs> yes. God damn it! He's like, guy, we talked about this. Not for your job. No, Eddie? it's not like Eddie has ever been a drinker and then had to quit. Drink. He's never. never had Jails, drinks. institutions, and death. 
that's going to be you. Yeah. Because yeah, no. of that one shot. I'm spiraling now. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're on your way down. This is the beginning of the I end. I think that's your second sip of alcohol ever. The first that's one was that. in the Batcave, right? It was the... Uh, you made him no, do I didn't, that, too? I didn't drink that. I didn't drink that. <laughs> didn't drink that. Was I, that your first... Uh, no, that's my second shot I've ever... I had a shot of tequila one time. In his whole life, that's his second shot. Did you throw up? After the, oh, not yet. <laughs> no, no, after no, the not tequila. Not yet, previously. The other one, no, I, had a sh- I was uh, on stage in El Paso doing stand-up, and the crowd bought me a shot of tequila, and it was a lot of peer pressure, like you fucks, and <laughs> I, did the, I did the if shot. If the crowd bought you a shot of fentanyl, would you do that? <laughs> Probably. I would, I would pop a vein open right now. Is that an option, by the way? Can people I don't buy me know. fentanyl? It just seems like bad treatment. Well, they bought it for me. They bought it. They're all happy. I had to do it. I don't want to let them all down. I just, I just want to tell you that anybody who has changed a diaper right here knows that if you can keep that in your body long enough for it to come out the other end, it'll be blue. No. Oh. Fun fact. I'm excited. Oh, that's great to know. Sure. I'll I gave my kids a lot of uh, <laughs> creme de menthe's kids. There's parenting <laughs> tips from Julie Bowen. Give your kids booze, I guess. Thank you very much. Julie, thank you so much for stopping by. We love you. That's the kind of high-powered showbiz we Look got at, here on the round. You just pulled them out of the audience. Yeah. That's crazy. Right, yeah. Why didn't you get someone to co-host who was more popular? <laughs> right. Now, if only you could get her for an interview. I know. <laughs> Julie's a friend, and I asked her to do an interview on the show a couple months ago. She says, yes, absolutely, and radio silence. I didn't hear back from her. She's very busy. And tonight, she just shows up to see the show. I was like, no, not to see the show, to be on the show. God damn it. Uh, of course, uh, Julie's also very close friends and co-workers with Eric Stone Street, one of the most popular interviews that's ever been on the, the Ralph Report. But she informs me that we're not going to get shit-faced drunk like Eric Stone Street and I did, no, I think she, I think she's quite frankly afraid. Well, she should be. Yeah. Look what I've done to Eddie Pence, for God's yeah. sakes. He's drinking shots of green stuff. Eating pigs. and uh, It is celebrity birthday time now. All these stars born on this day, September 15th. Tommy Lee Jones is 72 years old today, if you share a birthday with him. His good pal, uh, Oliver Stone, movie director, is also 72. Drummer... Kelly Neagy of a band called Night Ranger is 66 years old. You guys remember Night Ranger? Yes. The scene from Boogie Nights. Yeah. Fucking so intense. Those guys are just rocking a county fair right now. You know that. (laughs) You know, come on. They're not playing the forum tonight, right? Uh, Josh Charles from The Good Wife, real talented actor. He is 47 years old today. Another drummer from uh, Rock's history. Mitch Dorge of a band called Crash Test Dummies is 58 years old today. You guys remember Crash Test Dummies? This was a song, by the way, that was on the radio. And the lyrics were, in case you missed it, that's the Ziggy of music, that song. Once it was in life. <laughs> and there's a follow up. Superman. 
Actor Tom Hardy of The Dark Knight Rises is 41 years old today. Uh, from the Hills, Heidi Montag is 32 years old today. They're coming back, though. They're going to do The Hills again I on MTV. Yeah. I'm so glad reality stars get a second bite at the apple. I'm glad they make more money. I'm glad Spencer and Heidi are back together again. They, de- they deserve it. They do. They're very talented and great. They're awesome. For fuck's sake. And DJ KG from a band called Naughty by Nature also oh, celebrates OPP? his birthday today. You down with OPP? You know me. You know what OPP stands for, right? No. No, Eddie, tell us. Other people's penises or pussies. Wow. Right? Finally, that mystery is solved. Thanks, Eddie. Nailed it. What, Eddie, are you sure? Are you going to be Pretty wrong positive. about this? No. I'm right, see? Yeah. Is he right? Nailed it. Right. I, sa- I saved it for the live show. Thank you so much. Hold on one second. Eddie! Yeah. I just like to yell his name sometimes. Uh, now is a moment that I've been looking forward to since we started this goddamn show. Um, when I first started putting this show together... I announced that I was going to do it before it happened, and I got an email literally out of the blue from the UK. And there was a guy who said, I've been where you are. I was also the third guy on a radio show, and they counted on me to produce a lot of content, and then suddenly I was out of my ass. And I've been a TV presenter, as they say in the UK, a TV host, and he said, I've done comedy. And he said, I I feel for you, and I appreciate what you're trying to do, and I heard you doing your own show. I would like to volunteer my services. I will call in a couple times a week and I will give you a UK update if you're interested. This guy didn't know me from anyone, had no reason to, to reach out the way he did and give me this kindness. But he was the first recurring segment that ever happened on the Ralph Report. And to this day, few people make me laugh as hard as this man does. One of the reasons we're here tonight is because he said, I'm gonna be in Chicago, which is kind of close to Los Angeles. <laughs> If you do a live Ralph Report show, I will fly myself from Chicago to Los Angeles for the night to do your show, and then I'll fly myself back to Chicago so we can give the folks a live Ralph Report if you're interested. He is an enormously kind, gifted, funny man. Please welcome Steve Ashton, everybody. Steve, come back, man. Steve, Steve, you got to come back. We got to back here, Steve. We got to, we got to do the show. Steve, show this way. Can we have Steve's music one more time? Can we hit that one more time? Maybe he'll. Steve, he went to the, he went to the bar. Steve, come on back. Wait. Where is he? That he's in the back now. Steve. Maybe I overdid the introduction. Steve, come on up on stage, Steve. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Ashton, one more time. One, two, three. (laughs) Yes, Elton John is in the house. 
Oh, Steve, thanks so much for being here, for doing this. Our UK correspondent, happy to have you, sir. Well, I'm really pleased to be here. Although, I'll be honest with you, Jesus Christ, I'm, a bit, I'm half cut because I've been waiting for fucking about two hours. <laughs> In the uh, kitchen. Uh, my God, you guys go on a bit. Uh, Ralph, Ralph, uh, Ralph said, yeah, we'll probably do like an hour or something like that. It's like, that was about three hours. Uh, you know what? I, I, this is my first time. I have no idea. I, I, I thought you'd come in, be our closer, and now and then and and you're you're the guy. You're the one we're going to finish up with. You're the I, big talent. I hope your expectations are very low, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we got Steve to bring us his UK his UK update live for us tonight. I'm very excited. We've got some video. We've got things to talk about. It's going to be fun. So Ralph, you're the man. You're the man. <laughs> He makes Josh Brolin look like Josh Gad. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. What's I'm going a, on in your world? Just a little bit of um, uh, backstage Hollywood. Like when the first time I met Ralph was about like January, February, something like that, when yes. I came out here. Yeah. And uh, I was I was so struck by the thickness of your arms. I the, do have I do have Popeye forearms. You yes, really sir. do, and that's where the whole "you make the thing look like the thing" comes from. Yes, that's because I'm a manly man. Yeah. All right, Eddie. You know, you know, it's from all the Pornhub. That's why my wrists are so thick. It's from all the wanking, as you folks call it over there in the UK. I, I trade off from both hands, so I, I get equal thickness in both wrists. Because the left hand feels like somebody else, right? <laughs> That's right, yes. All right. Oh, God. So Sir Elton's in the news. Sir Elton! Sir Elton's in the news. We love Sir Elton, right? So uh, in the UK, there's this whole big thing, right, where it's a bit like the Super Bowl halftime ads. So around Christmas, um, the big UK retailers like Marks and Spencer. Have you heard of Marks and Spencer, right? Yeah, okay. sure. They have places here, right? Sometimes in like airports. No. Okay. <laughs> Steve. Eddie. It's not fair that I'm the only one that has. Them. I know. We got to get more. Uh, yeah. It's not fair at all. Yeah. Feel your pain, Ed. Thank you. <laughs> it hurts. The slightest fucking thing. You must feel so paranoid every time you open your mouth. <laughs> you just got to open it and let it fly out. That's just yeah. what you have to do. So uh, there's a big thing in the UK where by um, the big retailers, they have that, like this kind of competition. Who has the best Christmas TV ad? And uh, it's usually Marks and Spencer, uh, John Lewis... Um, and, and various kind of retailers like that. But um, Elton John's been recruited um, by John Lewis, and apparently they've paid £5 million to use Elton John. Wow. How much did he make for the Snickers commercial, do you know? Probably somewhere in the region of like maybe 5 to £10 million, which is a pounds, which is around $400 million. <laughs> <laughs> Things that bad over there now, aren't they? Yeah. Your economies are through the fucking floor, right? <laughs> so, um, although although not here, because like a pack of cigarettes costs like four hundred dollars. <laughs> yes, right? you well, shouldn't rich. smoke. It's bad for you, sir. No, exactly. I only smoke when I rub too hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're waiting for the back of the room to get that one, are you? Carry on. I told myself, take my time. Don't rush. <laughs> That's why I've been single for seven years. 
So anyway, so he's doing, a, he's doing a, 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 this ad, and they paid him five million pounds, and apparently they're using your song, the, the, the very famous, wonderful um, song that he does, one of his most famous songs, um, and apparently clo- a source close to, um, to the whatever the fuck. It says, um, it's a tearjerker, but also very sweet and follows Elton from a child through his teenage years into how he is today. And they added that John Lewis wanted to win the Battle of the Christmas TV ads this year um, and it's cost them a significant sum. Um, they want to blow Marks and Spencers out of the water. Uh, the news is somewhat controversial, however, because um, uh, John Lewis is not a particularly, um, they're not doing particularly well financially. And in recent months, they've made over 2,000 employees redundant so of course um, when asked for comment earlier this week Sir Elton's publicist issued the following statement (laughs) fuck off (laughs) yes yes indeed just playing the hits ladies and gentlemen (laughs) absolutely just playing the hits and what can only be described as a cabal of cunts (laughs) It's a different word over there, people. Just relax. They don't understand, it Steve. Is, it's yes. something to throw away. My mum says, all right, cunt. When, <laughs> when I phone her up, it's... It's like honey. It's charming. <laughs> yeah, it's charming, yes. Tadolph Switler. Oh, <laughs> you bastard. Your nemesis. And yes. mine, Ed Sheeran. They're pals now. They hang out all the time. They've made the news. Uh, They've been hanging out. They were apparently out on a hike in the Nashville woods, and uh, they've been teasing each other about the nominations for the AMAs. Here's a quick clip, Josh. I think we have some video. You okay, bro? (laughs) Hey, uh, Taylor, the AMA nominations just came out. It's uh, me, you, and Drake. You're going to win. You're going to win. Drake's gonna win. win. It's called exercise. Have you ever done cardio? (laughs) Now and then. Strumming a guitar doesn't count. Does that end up like the Blair Witch Project, I hope? I hope. (laughs) Where's a drone strike when you need one, right? (laughs) So she's she's teasing Sheeran about not doing cardio, right? (laughs) But in Sheeran's defense, yes. In Sheeran's defense. Words I thought I'd never hear from you. She's hardly yomping like a fucking marine, right? She's out of breath too. Yeah. But, um, you know, my, my view is the reason why they are up there in the woods is because they've been sacrificing babies. <laughs> sure, that's... that's the, As you do. That, that's right? the reasonable conclusion. It's clearly the only reason for their fucking continued success. I agree. <laughs> There's a chicken in there picking out dough in some... <laughs> there's, there's, they're on the crossroads. They've sold their soul to the devil, clearly. <laughs> gotcha. So, um, I mean, that's it for my uh, kind of showbiz update, uh, update from the UK. I do want to... Did, if you don't mind, I know, I, know I, mean, I spoke to the guys earlier on. I, I, um, I'm launching a... Um, I'm trying to make my own first movie. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. It's very exciting. I've been inspired by working with you, and I, and I appreciate being here and uh, being allowed to, to come over and, and hang out. This is, um, there's a kickstart. I'll give you, out, I'll email out the, um, the address. We'll put it on the website. So I'm um, making, it's, it's kind of, I, 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 I like to think that it's a bit, um, uh, I'm trying to make a difference to society. Um, uh, so we'll find it on Kickstarter. Here's the, a sizzle reel for it. Um, 
It, it, I think it's quite self-explanatory anyway. Thank All right, you. a film by Steve Ashton. Here's Why a... am I worried? That is touching. That is very touching. Nice work. The world needs to know. <laughs> the world needs to know why Corden is shite. <laughs> and I'm saying this because for 10 years I've had to suffer this insufferable cunt. <laughs> just like you guys have, just like you have your nemesis, nemesis, multiple nemesis. Multiple, yes. Corden is one of mine. I can Just tell. because the go-to is get naked, right? right? Show off uh, my belly. Yeah, he's yeah. like a fucking English Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> no talent and simply ingratiates himself with people far more talented than he is. Right. And, uh, and for some reason earns a fucking fortune yes. and gets critical acclaim for it and then gets movie roles and voiceovers, which he's fucking terrible at. <laughs> Success by association. I can't drop that mic, but if I could drop the mic, I'd drop right, it. Right, exactly, yes. Well, nothing makes me laugh harder than when you go at James Corden and all your other nemesis as well. I think that's why we're such kindred spirits, because we're two haters from different countries, and I it's know. just it's a pleasure to be in the same room with you. I know, at the same I'm like time. you with a much shorter career. <laughs> He said shorter. It's, that, was, that was a compliment. Shorter career, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, haven't, I haven't been anywhere near the level of success you have. Oh, but stop I've it. failed multiple times. <laughs> well, you're not failing with my friends and my fans who listen to this show because you are one of their favorite moments every time you do one of your segments. Thank you. In fact, I just got this email this week from Brian Spiker. He sent this in. Love you. I love Steve Ashton. His impersonation of Paul McCartney masturbating is the best thing I've ever heard in my entire life. You are doing the Lord's work, Garmy Strong LMB, which does not stand for lick my balls, by the way. That's love you, mean it, bye. As one of you would do us the great pleasure, since you're doing the hits, of doing uh, Sir, uh, Sir Paul McCartney, uh, uh, I think it was Obladi, I think is when he was... Uh, so, uh... Um I'm not sure if Come Together would be uh, a better, kind of, you know, here come on flat top, he got, uh, uh, I can't remember the lyrics now, but um, <laughs> Come Together right now over me. I'm not sure if that's such a good uh, example, but, uh, you know, uh, Obladi, Obladi, 
How's that? Because you're from Liverpool. You're from the Beatles' hometown, I right? I am. I was born there. I heard a rumor about you. Maybe you can uh, clear this up or not. Were you... You know the band Verve? The Verve? They did a song called Bittersweet Symphony. They had a one-hit wonder with that song. Did you have a connection to that band? So I was in the band um, until... Uh, yeah, yeah, I was the drummer. Um, and I was shit. <laughs> Were you in the band when they had that hit song? No, no, no. I was many years before that. So um, I was You're in like the You're like the Pete Best of the Verve? <laughs> <laughs> That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I wish I was Pete Best. I was the guy before Pete Best. <laughs> I was like Darren Williams or whatever. <laughs> I fucking wish. At least Pete Best is still making money off being bitter. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have a complaint about those of us here in the States. Now, we know British actors are brilliant, and there's many British actors who often play American roles because they're just excellent at mimicking the American accent. You have a claim saying that Americans can't do a British accent. Is that true? On the whole, yes. I mean, you're, you're pretty good. Thank but you. on the whole, they're terrible. You mentioned that you might want to do a contest tonight. You want to do a little contest? Carrie, you have something to say. What do you think about Ralph's British accent? Who's? Ralph's. It's pretty good. Is it pretty good? Yeah, yeah. But he attacks it. That's the thing. Um, uh, uh, whenever you do an impression or an, an accent, you've got to attack it, right? You've got to really kind of go into it. Like when he does Sean Connery, he really attacks it. Why, thank you. Yes, I do. Yeah. I do attack it because I've got a license to kill. <laughs> Sean Connery's from Edinburgh, which is slightly more English. If he was from Glasgow, uh, if... Uh, you know, James Wan was from Glasgow. He'd be a little bit more like, uh, "My name's fucking Bond, James Bond, <laughs> license to kill." By the way, <laughs> you're fucking kidding me, right? You're fucking don't fuck with me. I got license to fuck shit up. <laughs> It'd be more like that. Whereas Connery's more slightly, slightly more English, right? Yeah, but yeah. She's a no, Americans, Americans can't do English accents. We could go back through history about them many, many times. And there are also crappy English actors. Like Idris Elba does not do a good English accent. That's true. But Gary he's dreamy. Does. Yeah. Well, we thought it'd be fun to have a couple of people ones before we go into the other room and do our meet and greet, before we uh, say goodbye, uh, to maybe have a couple people try an English accent, and if they're any good, we'll give them a prize. I'm hoping. I have very little hope <laughs> All right. for this. If there's anybody in the room who thinks they can do a British accent, come on up to the stage. We'll take the first three people, and if, and if you do anything uh, half-assed, we'll give you a prize. There's somebody here? You come back there. You're Australian. Well, that's practically English anyway. Right? Oh, you, can you do one? Can you do a British accent? little bit. All right, here, I'm going to give you the microphone, and we're going to let everyone berate you the way I berate Eddie. Before you start, <laughs> in your mind, try not to sound confused, because most of the time it's all, oh, Harry Potter, everything's all... Harry Potter is a tosser, first of all. Say, say, do, say again. <laughs> I Sorry. said Harry Potter is a tosser, first of all. Second, <laughs> now I don't know what to say. Now I'm on Try the Mary Had a Little Lamb, how about that? Mary Had a Little Lamb, whose fleece was white as snow. It's pretty good, actually. <laughs> Everywhere good. that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. Oh! Oh, my God. Are you British? Talk regular. Talk regular. 
talk regular. I love you, Ralph. That was pretty good. I'm going to give you a Chewbacca Funko for that, okay? There you go. That's for you. That was pretty good, Steve. You see, your fingers is a bit like a South London kind of accent. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like a little South bit, London. wasn't it? Yeah. That's right. Do you have people from South London? Do you know people from South London? No. Are right, you ruining it? You just ruined it. Stop it. Why are you doing it? Why are you saying that? You just all say, oh, first it's South London. No, I'm not all confused. I'm not doing like you said. And people say, oh, where are we going? I wasn't doing that at all. All right, who else? Who's got one? Anybody else got one? Come on up to the stage. Don't raise your we hand. We have prizes. Stand up. Get up here. Back there? Yeah, we got we a hand up. You got to make a move. We're going to have all night. Come on. I, I have... Where are you going? Where are we're you? over here. It's over here, buddy. What are you, where are you going? We, we're over here on the stage. There's nowhere over... Th- this is not going to end well this for anyone. This is terrible, dude. This is a horrible choice on your part. I have, I have very little hope for you. <laughs> You're a bit drunk. You were going to go into the kitchen and do an impression for the cook. All right, British accent, go. Hello, hello. How are you doing, Governor? <laughs> oh, no? oh, dear. No. <laughs> that was actually Take your Funko worse. and funk off. Get yeah, out of here. Get the fuck out of here. I wish you had gone to the kitchen. You should, you should give him some food for the walk back. Yeah. Need him a Sherpa guide. I think that, that rival tri- Dick Van have- Dyke and Mary Poppins, I one think. One more. You got one Who's here? Dad? All right. This is our last contestant right here. Here you go. Here you go. Practically perfect in every way. Oh, that was very good. Do it, it's a, do it right, again. Here you go. You get, a, uh, you get a DVD. You get an Aquaman Lego Thank DVD. There you go. I'm sure you will enjoy that. A practically perfect area is Mary Poppins, Mary of course. Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. I am so glad to say, yeah. <laughs> oh, look at me doing me chalk drawings here on the sidewalk, Governor. Right. Oh, look at Mary Poppins with her umbrella flying through the air. Thank you, Is there food you. here? Is there food here? Yeah. Are you I, hungry? You want a cabano? <laughs> I, I, I do have more snacks. Oh, oh, that's right. One more snack. All right, one more snack, and then we're going to call it a night. One more snack. What do you got? Caviar. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. We are a high-class show. We're going to go out on a high note. A little caviar for everyone. Steve, are you a caviar fan? I'll eat, I'll eat anything. God bless you, sir. You're the anti-pence. You're I'll, the eat, man. I, I'll eat anything tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it, ladies. He's single. Hey, I'm a single, single guy in L.A. Right. All right, everyone's going to have a so, little caviar, and then we're going to say goodnight. How about we that? Are. Uh, Eddie, have you had caviar before? No. So let's just... You know, it's, it's, a, de- eggs, right? it's a delicacy, it's Eddie. It's fish eggs, right? It is indeed caviar fish Caviar comes from the Caspian Sea. It is very, very... Uh, it's from, I think, sturgeon, correct? I believe it is sturgeon It comes eggs, from the yes. uterus of a fish. The, well, this caviar is from um, the Santa Monica Pier. I just picked <laughs> it up on my way here very quickly. <laughs> it's delicious. It's buttery, creamy, salty, seaworthy. 
And so, Eddie, what we're going to do is we're going to take this. I think you're good with this, right? This is, it's a pancake. Oh, I'm Just a very right simple. Oh, wait, he doesn't like pancakes. No, it's true. I wish we had little waffles we oh, could put this on. How about, how about cream, Eddie? What is that? How do you feel what is that? Like? That's cream fresh. Cream what is that? Fresh. What cream is it? Freight. It's cream, Eddie. It's just cream? Now, you said earlier you like stuff that comes from a cow, right? Right, yeah, yeah so we're right. halfway there. Sure, I don't know. Now, I'm just going to break you in very gently, No, Eddie. give him a big spoonful. No, 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 no. Come on. No. Let's, we don't. All this right. Is the last, this is the last bit. We're going to load it up. What is it? That's like, it's like 5,000 fish died for this jar, right? No. How many fish died for this fucking jar? Not even one. Not even one. <laughs> Potato pancake, cream fraiche, which is full cream, topped with fish eggs. This is a beautiful way to get out. Stick the whole thing in there. Just go for it. (laughs) Oh, Oh, come on. That's fucking gross, dude. It's not. No, it's not. Fu- oh. It's not gross. It's at blue. All. It's blue. It's not no. blue. It's black. It's blue. It's black. Whatever came out of your mouth afterwards was blue. It's I don't the know fucking what that. Cream to menth shit. Yeah, maybe. Right? Am I right? No. Yeah, right? it's really good. Oh. Delicious. No. Give Thank you, sweetheart. Well. But Ladies and gentlemen, please help me thank my friends and family who put this show together each and every day. The amazingly funny Mr. Steve Ashton, my lovely wife, Carrie Watson Garman, my vice host, Mr. Eddie Pence. I am your podcast pal, Ralph Garman. Thank you so much for coming out tonight. Give it up for Ralph Garman, everybody, and the Ralph Report.